Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey guys. We got a quick episode for you. Four proactive decisions parents should make right now. So these are topics that we are currently working on ourselves. Absolutely. And we should always be thinking, (laughs) what does the future require of us that's not necessary today? Meaning... What decisions do we need to be making proactively, mm-hmm. even when there is an urgency? And that's hard to do in the busyness of life. That's right. I mean, I, I, I'll give you even a quick example, a little taste test before we dive fully in here. I remember uh, 15 years ago when we were living on the vineyard in Damascus. And at the time, I think we had, oh, I think we had four kids and I was pregnant with our fifth or something like that. And, you know, there was this we had we were trying to do gardening we were starting out doing that kind of stuff but I found that going to the grocery store all the time was not really a great idea with so many little kids maybe you guys can relate right Um, and even though I had been training my kids to be helpful in the grocery store going there every week took a huge chunk out of our day exhausted everybody and so being able to plan ahead knowing what I was going to be preparing for meals for example or knowing what are staples that I can buy in bulk so I have them on hand so I don't have to buy them in small quantities helped me to not have to go grocery shopping as often. Now it's a really great example except a lot of people have been requesting a full episode about exactly that. Yeah. So we'll have, so to, we'll do have that. to do that in the future but yeah. this is, that's just example, one though. example of being proactive and knowing what you're going to need next week it is. or knowing what you're going to need in a month Um, everybody always needs certain things. And it's the difference between reactive thinking and proactive thinking. Mm -hmm. Reactive, something happens, you react, you take care of it, you solve the problem. Yeah. Proactive is there is no problem, but you can think. But there could be in the future. And you're wise and you're discerning what potentially could be challenges in the future, not acting in fear. Mm -mm. No, this is just biblical wisdom. This is acting in wisdom in a crazy, uncertain world that we live in. Okay. So the four things uh, are health supplies. Yep. And we'll cover a few different things in that category. Yep. And then spiritual condition of your family and why we should be thinking proactively Mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. And then educational resources. Mm -hmm. Super important. Mm -hmm. And community. Okay. Yeah. So those are four of the topics we're going to dive into today in today's podcast um and like isaac said we'll go maybe we'll do some podcasts in the future that are more in depth on certain things such as meal planning and so forth. yeah sounds good so health supplies why should we be thinking about that right now well you know this is the thing we all experienced in the last year and a half different times when we tried to buy something and it was out of stock right um i even know here's one that's unrelated to covid right um, just a few months ago, um, seven weeks ago, we had a baby and I have a, I have, um, some experience with hemorrhages. And so I was preparing my body. I was trying to take chlorophyll ahead of time. 
um, to build up my blood supply, but I also needed to have it on hand in case I had hemorrhaged. Well, guess what? A lot of teenagers decided to do research on how to get rid of acne and chlorophyll was one of those things that was trending um, on on different social media engines um, and because of that because teenagers were promoting using chlorophyll taking it as a supplement to help with acne it went out of stock huh. I couldn't buy chlorophyll to, to be able to have it on hand in if I was in need postpartum because it had gone out of stock due to teenagers so sometimes it's good to think even more ahead than what you normally would here I was two months before having a baby trying to prepare ahead of time and really I should have gotten this stuff maybe six months ahead of time so yeah so what do you need as you're going into this next season what do you think your family is going to need what do you need to double up on what do you guys use mm -hmm. you know preventative medicine I know that there's all kinds of things so mm -hmm. one of those is while you can growing things right so we thought that this was an important topic to hit right now because it is july and people start their gardens usually like you know in may if they're buying starts sooner if they're they're planting from seed and then transplanting into a garden and so and i know a lot of you guys are trying to do that sort of thing but you know we actually get a lot of comments from people saying hey i don't even have space mm. how can i grow anything and when we're talking about these different topics i want you to ask yourself the question do I know how to do this? Does my child know how to do this? Um, because when we're covering these four topics, the way we parent is we want our kids to know how also so that they're equipped when they launch from the home and how to do these things. And so growing what you can, growing your own garden is not just beneficial for today and having produce. It's also beneficial so that your kids learn how to do that and they develop the discipline of taking care of something daily, um, even weeding daily, right? Um, so that when they're older, they have that skill, that know-how, and it's not this big, vague thing that they don't know how to do. Yeah, it's so good. So what can you do? Maybe you don't have a garden. Well, we tried something, because we do live on land right now, but we didn't have time to focus on the outside. Yeah. So we use something. Yeah, we use something called um, a green stock garden. You can, we'll put the link in the website. So you guys can just go to courageousparenting.com and click episodes in the menu bar and look at the latest episode and we'll have all the notes in there and stuff too. Um, but you guys, we tried this, it's like a tiered garden bed basically. Mm -hmm. So you have these different pots that stack on top of each other. You water the very top and it trickles down to all the rest. So it's very low maintenance. We were able to plant over 54 plants actually. Yeah. We did it, um, I was like due, I was contracting. It was the week I was due with Xander. Um, and my, my, one of my daughters and a couple of my sons helped me. We put all the different soil in, we put a few starts. We also planted some bush beans from seed and a few other things like romaine lettuce and arugula from seed. Um, and you guys, this thing is just, it's still, it's already producing fruit. It's been very productive. It's been fun for the little kids to be a part of, but it's also created an opportunity for our, um, 11 and 12 year old to be up in the morning and helping with watering it. Um, and you know, we're getting some produce, not like a ton right now that as because our family there's 11 of us right and so um, we definitely do need more but i am just amazed at how well it does and this would be an easy thing for someone to do if they had just an apartment and had maybe a patio 
right? It takes time to cultivate these things. I think of our chickens. We were right. able to get that going. We moved here in October and it took us some time to get that started. But we got it started just in the nick of time, and now we're just starting to get fresh eggs. Right, and you want to do that the right season. I mean, obviously, certain places will be selling chicks in the spring. Um, it's not really ideal to be hatching chicks in the winter because yeah. it's harder to keep them alive because it's so cold. Depending, it depends on where you live, though. Um, but for us, we had to evaluate. So maybe you're in a position like we were a few months ago where we had to evaluate the different things. We were going through, okay health supplies we were going through these four categories even then these are actually four categories that we revisit often mm -hmm. and we evaluate what is the most important right now what is doable right now what you know in the foreseeable future what would be the next step and so for us yeah. we chose chicks because it was spring yeah versus winter and you get to keep those once you have them you have them yeah year round and one of the things i noticed you do angie is you plant a whole bunch of herbs that you yes. use in cooking. They're also good medicinally sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of those different things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you could do a whole episode on this. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll put a link to a free workshop where Angie talks about all healthy home hack mom hacks. Healthy yeah. home mom hacks. Yep. It's and a workshop that we did. all the different herbs and plants and things like that. But I think that's key. Uh, if you need more, you can go to the link at courageousparenting.com. But yeah. grow what you can. Mm -hmm. And then there's um, healing naturally. Like we believe in medicine, doctors and so forth, uh, you know, when it's needed. But the whole goal should be to try to not need them. Right. Preventative health, which yeah. you mentioned before, which is something that, you know, obviously getting out in the sunshine, getting natural vitamin D. And then when you're not in the sun as much, taking vitamin D supplements, right? Because we all need vitamin D. I know that a lot of people are using red light lamps um, also for that. But you have to evaluate, again, where do you live? What are your outdoor activities? What could your family be potentially deficient in? And evaluating, I just use vitamin D as an example. Another one would be garlic, right? Like maybe you don't cook with garlic very much. Um, taking garlic supplements is something that is really good for your body on a regular basis. Um, when you're lactating, I know we have a lot of young moms, that is actually something that can help prevent mastitis. Um, so making sure that you have both the capsules, but you're also putting it in your diet as much as is possible. It's so good, detoxifies your body. Um, it's a cleansing agent that God made. And so this is again, something that you can grow. Like that's yeah. what's so cool about it is you can grow garlic is so easy to grow. You can grow them in pots if you don't want to do it in the ground. Um, and then that's easy to harvest, easy to cook with. Um, so that's just one example. Well, and we're going, you know, as you think about the fall and the winter, you know, supply chains have been disrupted all around yeah. the world. It's hard to get things. Inflation is mm -hmm. looking like it's going to happen is happening mm -hmm. and so what do you what is prudent to purchase in bulk right now mm -hmm. that you have on hand when it's flu season when you right. know the next you know variant of COVID-19 comes through and there's hysteria about it well yeah I mean there people are even talking about this Delta variant right now right sure so yeah. you know and maybe it's hard to get out for some reason maybe there's lockdowns again who knows I hope not right but what do you need to have yeah. in place? You don't want to be caught without if that happens again. And the reality is, is you're going to use this stuff anyway. And so that's why we were saying one of the most important things you could actually 
be thinking about proactively right now is health supplies. Yes, we put growing a garden if you can in there, um, which would include teaching your kids about that. So maybe that also includes you getting a book that teaches you how to do it and you're learning it with your kids. Um, maybe you're doing it small and doing something like what we did with the green stock garden. Maybe you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you're gonna do more herbs this next time and start drying them, making your own teas. Um, here's a good tip just to give you an example and I go way more into this in the healthy mom home hacks but dandelion root like a lot of people have dandelions in their front yards and they're like oh it's a weed well dandelion root is actually really good as a tea for intestinal stomach hmm. issues and so that's a tea that we have um we actually buy ours from traditional med medicines um you can find them at safeway actually but to have that on hand if someone has an upset stomach to make them a warm tea that's going to be soothing to the gut um but that's again another prime example learning these things teaching them to your kids having them before you need them is what's key because if you attack the ailment i'm gonna call it an ailment because it's not a disease right but an ailment like an upset stomach, if you are able to get on top of it right away, you're more likely to be able to treat it at home and not need to go into the doctor. Uh, so many times someone has a slight um, condition, like runny yeah. nose or starting to get a headache or a couple of things Maybe together. Maybe sweating. And they let yeah. Angie know and then boom, 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 15 things later. Uh, and then there's, I don't even hear about it nothing. again. In fact, they feel better than normal. But that's because we have like the astragalus, the garlic, we have the elderberry, we have the raw honey, we have the teas, we have the no. homopathy, we have the oils. And so, and all of those things are actually immune boosting. All of those things are preventative. So having those preventative things, those health supplies on hand ahead of time, again, it's not like you're not gonna use them you will use them. So having them on hand so that you don't have to go to the store with the sick kid to get those supplies. And yeah. a lot of times when kids get sick, it's not like it's convenient and you have a couple hundred extra dollars right then and there to just pour out into medicine. Well, and it's important right now to boost your immune system, right? Right. I mean, it always is. And right now, if you, if you are gonna be sending your kids to school or they're gonna be doing sports, you just need to anticipate they're gonna be around more germs than is normal. And that actually is a good thing, but you want them to be set up for success, right? And so um, I just think that there, even with oils, like there were times during COVID when certain things went out of stock and I was really thankful that I had the most important things so that I was able to keep up building my kids immune system throughout it and you know thank thank the lord we actually haven't been sick since we had COVID in march of 2020 so that's a year and a half other than i think one of our kids got sick when they went to visit friends once and then we they quarantined when they yeah, came home so it, i think but a lot of that but is you've healthy been more living diligent to give us the what we need yeah i mean we well what it is is i've been more diligent to teach it so mm -hmm. before i had been really good about teaching my oldest child our oldest daughter and we nicknamed her doctor because she really liked being yeah. able to help with that kind of stuff so she knows all about homopathy and herbs and the different things um but I realized during COVID, whoa, what if I get sick and I can't take care of people? I need everyone to have like instructions in a specific spot. And so I actually made a, um, a Google doc that has like 
what your daily preventatives are to keep your immune system strong. And then if you're feeling these symptoms, do these things. If you're feeling these symptoms, do these things. And I put it right in the cupboard next to all of the supplements. It was so helpful. And I think all of us embraced, you know, your proactive effort even more because of what was happening in the world. And we're like, okay. But it equipped everybody. So now everybody's doing it more often. If it's all on mom's plate to be handing out vitamins every day, then it's probably not going to happen. And with dads, everybody's schedules. You've got to influence the kids' attitudes too and lead by example with a very positive, very good, very appreciative attitude mm-hmm. towards mom. Otherwise, she gets defeated yeah. and stops trying. This is important. We got four things here, but last word on this? Well, I would say that when it comes to health, I mean, you mentioned that it was important to get exercising tools because some of that stuff went out of stock even too, uh, right? And glad so- you mentioned that. Yeah, what do you need to be able to exercise from home? You know, and if the the weather's bad outside and Mm -hmm. you can't go outside, are you ready? I remember right in the beginning of COVID, we bought this dumbbell set from Costco. And then right when COVID got going stronger, they were sold out. Everybody was sold out. People were selling dumbbells at a premium they were used. And it was this wild. They're still very expensive. It was this wild situation. It still is kind of like that. But I just bought a few more, some heavier ones because the kids are getting older. And and just making sure we're ready, (laughs) you know, supporting their health. So the next one is spiritual. Mm -hmm. And this one, obviously, always we should be focusing on this. Mm -hmm. But I want to give a slant to it right now because the way I understand the Bible is things in the in the world get worse, not better towards the end. Now, some things get better. I think there's a spiritual resurgence of people committing to the Lord and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of good things happening, but we can anticipate that some things, persecution of Christians and things politically in the government and, you know, the, the idea that socialism is a good idea by other people is crazy, right? So we don't know what's ahead of us. So I think spiritual growth and strength in trusting God, having joy despite circumstances, following Paul's lead is so important. Training your kids for adversity is vital, right? It's so vital. And Philippians is a great verse, four, six through seven is a great area for this. Mm -hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which dispatches all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then what to meditate on. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Mm -hmm. So... That's just one area of the Bible where there's so many encouraging believers to have joy, to trust God, to pray, to stir up the gifts in one another. These are areas that we want to be spiritually strong and have scripture memorized around as there might be more adversity in the future. You know, it's interesting because I think that um, there's something, something so true about the statement of when you are walking through trials, that's when you really see what you're made of. And it's true for our kids too, but we need to recognize that we're modeling this. So this first speaks to us as parents, mm-hmm. obviously, but we also need to be equipping our kids spiritually so that when they do hit adversity, whether it's standing up for truth in a school setting, mm-hmm. right, or peers, yeah. or 
Um, or even if it's just being content in the midst of not being able to do sports, right? Or not being able to do the things that they, that maybe they expected because things have been canceled, which, you know, this is the reality of what our kids have all experienced in the last year and a half. And it was a good boot camp for a lot of them. But the reality is, is a lot of them probably didn't have good attitudes. They probably weren't choosing joy in the moment. They weren't experiencing contentment. And so I think that this is an important thing for us now, right now as parents, for parents to be honest and to take those rose-tinted glasses off like we talk about so often and take a real good hard look at our kids and evaluate and go, okay, how did they handle the last year and a half? Yeah. Were they okay with things not going their way? Were they... Um, too much of a follower or were they a leader mm -hmm. were they choosing joy and hardship or were they grumbling and complaining constantly and struggling with discontentment um, we need to evaluate that stuff and then instead of just evaluating it and going oh ho hum my kids are this way Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children what Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal this program provided awesome scripture based teachings, and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. We need to instead take those scriptures, look them up in the concordance and start memorizing with our kids. We need to use those scriptures when we're talking to our kids and when we catch them grumbling, we call it out right away and yeah. we go, hey, the Bible says to do everything without grumbling and complaining. And then they're just like kind of caught off guard and, and to go, y y you're a Christian, right? Like mm -hmm. this is what God's word says to us about Christian living. And guess what? Everybody else is experiencing the same thing too, but we have a, an opportunity in hardships to be the light to the world. And we're not a light if we're looking like everybody else. How do you look different? You have joy. And so, you know, going through that process, I just kind of gave you like a mini little lecture that you would probably see me having with one of my kids if they were struggling with grumbling and complaining. And that's just one example. And there are many in the category of mm -hmm. spiritually preparing your kids proactively for what could happen in the future. Right now, yes, there is an uncertain future. For your kids, how are they going to handle if you have to pull them out of school? Are they going to be grumbling, complaining about home, being homeschooled? What if you have to um, start working more from home because um, your husband lost his job? And what if you guys have things have to look a little bit different, family dynamics, and they have to help out more? Are they going to have a good attitude? Um, these are all things that actually reflect so, on the spiritual. So good. And an example of reactive leadership is when your kids deal with an issue and they didn't handle it well from a biblical perspective. And you know you also didn't teach them and equip them before that challenge happened. Now you're trying to, after the fact, mm -hmm. how much better would it have been in hindsight to have prepared them, yeah. to prayed for them in this area, 
And then potentially, not for sure, but potentially they would have handled that in a more biblical way if you would have been proactive. So that's what we're talking mm -hmm. about. Proactive. What are the, Angie was talking about, what are the situations? Are they going to be doing sports this fall? Are they mm -hmm. going to be in different classes with different kids? What are the different situations they're going to be in? And are you spiritually equipping them? Angie had a great quote on Courageous Parenting this week. Discipleship isn't an event. It must be woven into your kids daily lives so it's not delegating to youth group to pastors you are the most important pastors mm -hmm. of your family and yeah. your kids so super super important and romans 12 2 which we say a lot but is so important do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect you want your kids to be able to discern well yeah, that's good. what is the will of God. Mm -hmm. This is a daily practice, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We need to do this every day. Do your kids actually do this in peacetime? I often talk, talk about peacetime and wartime, meaning in the good times when there aren't many challenges and in the challenging times when mm -hmm. there's lots of adversity. Well, in the good times, are we renewing our minds? Are we being... Come slow, or are we being slowly conformed to the world and don't realize it and then challenges hit and we don't handle them well? See, in the good times, we need to be proactive and in the tough times. Mm -hmm. So super important. Okay, educational resources. Okay, so this is the third point that we are definitely thinking about. I feel like this is something I'm always working on with my kids as a homeschool mom. Um, and maybe you are too, and you're not a homeschool mom. I mean, I'm constantly evaluating where they're at, thinking about where they're at, going, oh man, I want them to get into this activity or whatnot, right? Um, and the reality is, is we're on summer break right now. We do do some school through the summer, but um, most people are on summer breaks. Mm -hmm. And right about now is when they start making their decisions and ordering the curriculums that they're gonna be using for the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. And so yes, right now, it, it is proactive of you to start buying books, going to um, curriculum sales, if you can find an, a local curriculum store and support a local homeschool curriculum store, that would be awesome. Um, but another thing that's really important too is to invest in things that are not necessarily um, books or curriculum, such as guitar, yeah, instruments, um, tools, right? Things that mm -hmm. maybe they'll need if you're going to purposefully teach them survival skills. I think that right now, one of the things that shifted in my thinking that I've also seen my kids really enjoy because yeah. Isaac's been doing this more is there's been a little bit of a shift from this focus of like, I want to be the best soccer player to I want to learn how to hunt and fish and use um, construction type equipment. And I want to have skills that are going to help me get a job and I want to save and I want to invest. And, and I think that that's a good thing for mm -hmm. young people. Um, I'm not talking about like my 10 year old necessarily, but it's our almost 15 year old. Right. And so seeing them transition in what is most important and then being able to get a few things, some tools that are going to help them to be able to pursue those things yeah. is really important. Um, and so I just, I, I put that out there because these are educational resources. Yes, they're tools that maybe you're going to use right now on your property or wherever, but they are also educational tools. And there's an element too, that when you're thinking about educationally for your kids, 
I think that all kids need to have some kind of survival skill training, whether that's doing first aid and CPR classes, right? Like a lot of times we want babysitters to have that before they babysit our kids, but it goes beyond that. It goes into like, how do you hunt? How do you fish? Mm -hmm. How do you, um, just basic cooking skills. How do you take a fish that you caught and get it ready to cook it and eat it? And I think that there is something that can be so, um, it can become a passion for your kids for sure. I mean, that is considered a sport, right? Sport fishing. And so I think that when we're evaluating what we're going to be doing with our kids, whether it's the educational classroom type academic studies or the extracurricular activities, we need to put a long-term vision on what we're doing and go, are our kids going to play soccer for 30 years? Or are they going to play guitar for 30 years? Or are they going to fish? And then invest in those things that they actually might potentially use for the next 30 years first. And then if there's extra time, you do what's additive. And it might be harder to get some of these resources as you go into the fall uh, when everybody's looking for them. So what do you need to get now? What decisions do you need to make now about their education, whether it's homeschooling or a hybrid version of it or uh, they're going to school, you know, even if they're going to traditional school, you still want to have your own resources. Some of the books are going to disappear that teach accurate history, for example. So you really want to grab on these things. Mm -hmm. You want to start researching what are good resources to have. Um, If you want more on this, obviously you can look into the homeschool blueprint because whether you fully homeschool or partially homeschool because they're going to school and then you're educating them also, it has a 45-page workbook with all the resources. So we'll put a link to that. Yeah, we evaluated a whole lot of different curriculums and I went through stuff in the videos and yeah, I mean, it's just filled with a ton of information. Well, it's six and a half hours of curriculum uh, for you, the parent, to go through with lists and so forth. So we don't have time to go deep into that, but you can get, you can do your own research too. You don't Mm -hmm. have to get that. You can do your own research, but just make proactive decisions so you're not caught with leftovers or not exactly Mm -hmm. what you want for your kids or if challenging things happen in the next six months, you're not caught with nothing. So it's super important to be ready with your curriculum, your books and things like that. The final one in the last few minutes is community. This is incredibly important. It's not easy. It doesn't have to be hard either. But we should let the spirit prompt us, and it takes courage to build community. Mm -hmm. It takes often breaking out of your comfort zone. Sometimes you might go, I wish I could develop deeper relationships. And then you have to look at the plank in your own eye and go, well, do I let people into my life? life? (laughs) Do I ask deep questions? Do I pray for that? Do I, you know, do I cultivate that in people? Do I let my guard down so people let their guard down. Yeah. I think that a huge step in that, which we've mentioned before, is just inviting people to speak into your life, inviting that, inviting friendship into your life. I think that it's also important that you have grace with yourself and understanding that a lot of people don't know how to go deep. Um, A lot of people don't know what biblical friendship actually looks like. They've never had someone hold them accountable, for example, or they've never had someone that can sharpen them as Iron sharpens iron is mm-hmm. another example, right? Um, but I think that it's important that when we're living biblically that we are 
just open and transparent, like First John says, um, when it talks about living in the light, um, that we're able to just say, hey, these are my intentions in the friendship. I really want, I, I need biblical friends. I need people to sharpen me. I need people to challenge me. And I see that you could be that type of person. Do you want to read a book in the Bible together? Or mm. um, there are many different ways that you can invite biblical friendship or cultivate biblical friendship, which reminds me, we actually have a course on building authentic oh, biblical yeah. friendship too. So maybe we can put a link to that. It but. kind of, it's, we didn't think we'd promote all these things, but right. it just so happens. These are four things that we're always thinking about. So That's it just so makes funny. sense that yeah. we also built courses on them now that I think about it. But yeah. anyways, community, community is so important. Um, you really want people you can count on. Mm-hmm. How many other people can you count on in a challenging situation? Who would you call if you broke down somewhere, you know, and you couldn't call your wife or your husband? You know, it's really important that we can say a list of names mm-hmm. and people be responsive. Mm-hmm. And I guess the question is, are there people that you would be responsive to? Mm-hmm. Because it goes both ways. It's cultivate that, pray for it. Of course, church. You know, mm-hmm. what is church looking like for you? You might be totally committed to your church, and that's wonderful. You might be in between. Uh, the things happening in the world might have shaken things up, and you might have moved, or whatever the case may be. Don't get in the habit of not going to church. Mm-hmm. That can be very easy. You can rationalize it. You can make excuses. You could start not going to church. You need to take your family to church. So what does church look like, and how are you going to grow deeper there? And uh, not just church, though, your neighbors. Proximity mm-hmm. is important, too, right around you. What mm-hmm. if there's something happening right where you are? Mm-hmm. What if there's a fire and you need to help each other? You know, have you talked to your neighbors? Have you built relationships? Have you done hospitality with them? Do you understand who in your neighborhood has what different skills, skills yeah. and different tools? that, And do they know what tools you have mm-hmm. so that in a need you guys can help one another help each other mm-hmm. it's funny there's a very nice gentleman uh, i haven't met his family yet but uh, buy bought the lot below us and we're walking around and having a good time together and he's like oh we should get a tractor you know we should just go in on it together and then it's funny because another neighbor above us is like i think we're gonna need a tractor maybe we should go in on it together so i just have <laughs> i just have a feeling there's gonna be a neighborhood tractor with implements that we all need and <laughs> You know, it's, uh, it's very you never know, but it does really um, shine a light on what neighborly looks like. Yeah, and I think that we've been pleasantly surprised by that as well. And I think that it's important that you. It starts with how friendly you are. Can I just yeah. say that it's not even? Yes, we are always encouraging hospitality, but you guys like for the last seven and a half weeks, we haven't really had very many people over because we had a baby, and. I, but we're still able to be friendly. Isaac was still walking the property with a guy that he just met, right? Um, that he still came and sat on our front porch and had a cup of water. And yeah. so like you can still have people into your home, but you and you can still have people over. You can still be friendly and start developing those relationships, which is really important. So Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says something really important that we all need to remember and consider regarding church it says and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near that's hebrews 10 24 and 25 
Um, and this is just stirring one another up to love and good works. Mm-hmm. You can't stir one another up if you're not near each other. Yeah. Or if you don't know how to challenge the person, right? You're not going to know how to challenge somebody if you haven't been in their life. Like I wouldn't call up a friend from high school and go, hey, hon, have you been loving your husband? Like I'm not going to, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. And so you have to be in each other's lives on a certain level in order to be able to stir one another up to love and good works, to be able to speak into each other's lives, to encourage one another. And I just want to encourage you because anytime there's a history of relationships, which is everybody has a history of relationships with other people, there's sometimes where you get stung. There's sometimes where things don't work out. There's sometimes uh, where there's challenging situations. Don't let those challenging situations hurt your present day and don't become guarded in your relationships to the point where people don't want to get close to you and you don't even realize that you're projecting that so just be careful of that be inviting be warm be discerning so it's a double-edged sword it's Mm -hmm. you also have to be discerning who are your kids going to be around all Mm -hmm. these things Mm -hmm. so which is an important thing i mean that's also part of it right the proactive um inclination or proactive decision to be building community you need to think proactively down the road what is the fruit in their lives what is the fruit in their kids are they headed in the same direction i'm headed in because if they're not then it's going to be potentially one of these situations where you're going to maybe have to put some distance between them and your kids in the future and so you do need to have some like vision and discernment in this process of building community and i think it's also important that you know when you're talking to your kids about it, you have to teach them all these things yeah. that we've been talking about today. Um, you know, building your community in my mind also kind of goes hand in hand with the very first thing that we talked about, which was health supplies, but they're not the same. Um, in the sense of building a community of trusted people that have certain skills also includes your dentist, your doctor, your yeah. midwife, your doula, your, your naturopath. Part of your you, team. You need to have your team and you can't, you, you guys, the best team to have is one that's like-minded. And so being a part of a church and finding the doctor through your church or finding a dentist or, you know, and then you're also providing and helping support a, a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ who has a service that you need. That is a beautiful part of having community that's purposeful well thank you so much for being part of the one million legacy movement we would love any written reviews it helps uh well encourages us but helps the algorithms five-star reviews out there and uh anytime you purchase something at courageousparenting.com or courageousmom.com it helps support our family to be able to continue doing this and we absolutely love it so we're on a journey with you thanks for joining us see you next time Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. 
If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.